Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Let's dive in. Mike, thanks for joining us today on Business Ninjas. We appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Right on. Let's knock out all the basics first. So why don't you give us a full name, your role in the company, the name of the company, and the website? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Mike Marbo. Uh, I work for a company called Star Ranch Growers out of Wenatchee, Washington. Um, my role is the national marketing account manager. Uh, so I help our marketing and business development teams with our retail partners, as well as kind of working on some further marketing endeavors. Um, our website is www.starranch.com. That's where you'll kind of find everything that we do and what we offer uh, in the marketplace. Right on. And maybe give us a little bit of a, a, a bio about what you've been up to the, you know, in your career that brought you to the present opportunity. Yeah, it's a interesting kind of path for me. I grew up in this small town in central Washington. My family was involved in the fruit marketing industry for all of my childhood. Um, I went off to college, got a business degree and moved to Seattle for a little while. We're based in the Northwest. Um, dabbled in a few careers there. My wife and I got married in 2017 and kind of wanted to get out of the city and settle, settle down a little bit back into a smaller community. Um, and there was an opportunity here to, to come back home, if you will, and, and join the, the industry that I grew up in. Um, so it was really quite a pivot for me. I worked in a small tech startup at the very beginning of my career. Then I moved to a, a company that actually made socks. Um, I worked, developed some sales channels with them there um, and then came all the way back to, to fresh tree fruit. So I've kind of dabbled in everything, but the real driver that brought me to this current role is just the location of the, the company and being able to come back home and, and kind of set up shop for our future uh, in a community that we wanted to be a part of. Right on. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right. And maybe you can give us uh, just the elevator pitch for the company for folks that don't really know the, the industry, kind of which, which part of it do you occupy? Yeah. So at Star Ranch Growers, we are a vertically integrated shipper of apples, pears, cherries, and Washington stone fruit. Um, so our orchards grow all the, the apples and pears and cherries you're buying at the grocery store week in and week out, um, you know, season in and season out with cherries being kind of a summer fruit. Um, so we have five or six different packing sheds throughout Washington and the top part of Oregon that we work out of, and we grow fruit in all these different regions as well. Um, all in all, we represent about 20, 25 million boxes of fruit within the Washington tree fruit industry. Um, and, you know, it's everything from Red Delicious to Honeycrisp to Gala. Um, we have some proprietary varieties specific to our company that we own and market. Um, the main one being an apple called Juicy, which is a, a crossbreed that's kind of come out of some nurseries here in the last decade or two. Um, but ultimately, that is our overall business model. Uh, my role in the company is to make sure that we're selling to the right people and getting the brand out there um, so people know what we're doing. And most importantly, we're keeping our farmers in business um, and giving every dollar back to them that we can to help them continue to you know, be stewards of the land and develop their farms better um, to create a global food supply that is here to stay. Right on. And uh, so you said there was an 80 year legacy with the company. Maybe um, walk us through what that history has been like. Yeah, the company's, the company's had a lot of ups and downs and kind of twists and turns from the start of it. Um, 
we started back in 1934. Um, the same wow. family still owns the company now. We're in the third generation, but really it was, uh, it was started as a, just a purely a trading company back then. Um, we kind of were one of the first to develop international markets. So we made uh, the, the, the infamous story goes that we've traded apples for tires and apples for vodka from different parts of the country. You know, a, a container ship full of Red Delicious back for a container full of tires was kind of how we we really started way back when before any of us existed um, and as the company grew the this region that we're located in continues to develop um, as far as agricultural products and and farming became a much bigger deal here so um, the original owners acquired started to acquire some land and become orchardists themselves which led to packing warehouses and now today we have you know, acres and acres of land up and down the state where we grow our own fruit, pack our own fruit, and then we ship it right out of our facilities to grocery stores. All right. And how, how far are you going uh, when you're shipping out? Is it just the Western states? Is it, you know, uh, across the country, across the globe? Where, what's your addressable market? Across the globe. Yep. We work with all the major retailers in the United States, um, in Latin America, Asia, India, South America, you name it. Um, we were shipping fruit all over the place. Uh, as the company has progressed and we've, we've gained more and more of our own tonnage and our own market share within the industry, we've shifted more to a domestic retail presence where we used to be kind of a 50-50 domestic to international split. Now we're probably closer to 80-20 with our fruit going domestically. Um, and a lot of that just has to do with scale and size. Now that we have the volumes that we can supply major retailers, Costco, Walmart, Kroger's of the world on a year round basis, it helps us develop real programs. The early days were more trading specifically where we didn't have enough volume to support a long-term endeavor. Um, so it was kind of taking your lumps here and there and you know, there were some wins, there were some losses, but it really was, we started as a trading company. And now we've, we've transitioned to do a fully vertically integrated grower packer shipper. Wow. And, um, are, you know, when you think of the competitors that are out there, are, are they largely vertically integrated as well? Or is that a differentiating feature for you? They're trending that way. That's kind of been the, you know, the thing about tree fruit is it takes, I would say it's like turning a cruise ship. You know, orchards take 10 to 15 years to develop once planted to really be fully fruit producing you know, plots of land. So that has been the trend um, with our industry kind of for the last decade or two. Um, now everything's starting to come to fruition where there's enough of that fruit in the ground that are owned by individual entities that there's there's a big five or six of us out here that kind of have a similar model. There's still lots of family farms who do their own thing and they might be contracted with some of the packing warehouses and things like that. But um you know, just as the world changes, costs increase, you need some, you need some consolidation and some, you know, just a, a you need volume to, to be able to compete, quite frankly. Gotcha. And then with that long timeline that you're looking at, I wonder what uh, the COVID changes were like. I mean, uh, you know, supply chains, all of a sudden, everybody started thinking about them, right? And where's, where's this <laughs> all coming from? And can we actually get it to the store? So I wonder what that journey was like for, for you guys. It was it was a challenge for sure. It was a very interesting ride um, for us, particularly to our product. Right, traditionally, 
you go to the grocery store, you see bulk displays of apples all in big piles and you're grabbing two or three of them. Um, everybody's mixing their hands in there in the same pile. Better make sure you're washing your produce when you get home. You know, it's been touched by many hands. Um, but what COVID brought was a transition in consumer shopping habits to more fixed weight packaging, things that are already in bags that were wrapped in plastic that hadn't been touched by anybody. Traditionally, you go to the grocery store, you see bulk displays of apples all in big piles and you're grabbing two or three of them. Um, everybody's mixing their hands in there in the same pile. Better make sure you're washing your produce when you get home. You know, it's been touched by many hands. Um, but what COVID brought was a transition in consumer shopping habits to more fixed weight packaging, things that are already in bags that were wrapped in plastic that hadn't been touched by anybody. Maybe 70, 30 of our sales would be in bulk products compared to bagged or fixed weight packages. Um, and then once COVID hit, still to this day, it's 50-50 what we're shipping. Oh, Even wow. some of the larger fruit that you would typically see on a, a retail shelf is going into new packaging configurations um, that people can just buy. They have a barcode on it and are scanned. And rather than, you know, messing with the scale and, you know, playing the weight game at your grocery store, just that's been the, the change in, in consumer shopping habits. So that was a very interesting change for us, but also opened the doors to a lot of marketing opportunities for us and our, and our brand. Um, so it was a welcome change for us and the marketing team. I don't know how much the the warehouses like it. It's a little easier to put 40 pounds of fruit in one big box than break them up into little individual bags, but um, it's just part of the deal. Yeah. So that that raises the question. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started here about who your target uh, audience is, who who are your your customers versus the end users and all of that. So maybe you can walk everybody through that distinction between you know who you're selling to versus who's consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the main distribution model we have to get our product to the end consumer is through grocery stores, through major major retailers. Um, that's where the bulk of our sales go to. Um, aside from that, we also ship to a lot of wholesale markets or processors, um, anybody that can use a piece of fruit, whether it's going to a restaurant or into some sort of juice or puree or slice product at the end. Um, those are all our customers as well, but the main focus and the, the bulk of what we do helps us pay our bills is our sales to domestic retail. Um, so those are the ones, you know, buying our product in bulk, loading semi-truckfuls of it every single day. Um, but then once, once it gets to that retailer, it's distributed out to their individual stores and the end consumer is anybody that, that buys groceries on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, whatever it may be. So as a marketing team, we are always working with our customers to make sure we're putting the right programs in front of them, preparing for the seasonality of things. Um, there's lots of ebbs and flows in the world of apple packing and pear packing and cherry packing where there's seasonality to it. There's balloons in the manifest. There's times when certain varieties run out, you know, the organic crop doesn't last as long as the conventional crop just because of farming practices. So we're always working with our retail customers who are actually buying product from us to make sure that the right stuff is going on their trucks and they're making the right offering. Uh, but on a marketing and brand side of things, our products are being sold within these retailers, even though we're not having the transaction directly with the end consumer, we, we have to find a balance of how we continue to keep our brand relevant to people's minds, get them wanting their stores to carry our product, uh, but also making sure that our actual customers 
are in the right situation. So we we balance we balance the way we market and and kind of develop our business with both of those segments. That's a that's a big remit being able to thread the needle with two different audiences like that. What's yeah. um and that makes me wonder what your outreach strategy is um you know for sort of the wholesale operators versus the the end consumers, you know, getting your brand out there and known um, to those folks. What what are you doing there? And what, are, what is social media a viable option for you to get that done? Yeah, absolutely. Um, fortunately, within the fresh produce industry, there's a lot of trade and kind of general industry events that we get to con connect with our customers um, at a few shows and things like that around the country uh, multiple times a year. Um, I'm, you know, I do a lot of travel just with program planning with major retailers to make sure that they're ready for the next, you know, the next season that's coming, um, you know, in a month or so I'll hit the road for the cherry planting. Once we have some, some bloom on the trees up here, we'll start to get an idea of what our overall crop is, kind of set the pricing expectations, how much everybody can expect to get their hands on. Um, but on the the brand side of it, it's it's mainly social media driven. Um, it's how we are kind of trying to grow our audience. And one thing we try and focus on is educating consumers about the versatility of our products. You know, most people think of an apple as something you grab as a snack. You're not making a, you know, a meal based around it. So we're trying to expand just kind of the recipe base, help people get more creative ideas on how they can use our products, eat healthy. Um, but also not just eat the same thing every single day. Yeah. And another big focus of us is, is connecting people to the farm. Um, we're big believers in our farming practices and making sure we're doing things the right way. You know, there's nothing genetically modified. Um, we try and reuse everything. We have a, an immense compost program. We have water systems in all of our orchards to be as, um, focused on conservation and as efficient as we can. Um, and that's a big big thing to a lot of consumers these days compared to the days of the past where nobody really questioned how it got to the grocery store you just right. kind of ate it but um quality of food the quality of our employees things like that are connection points that we make to to our consumers through our social channels and are continually trying to expand that so people get a better understanding of what it takes to get an apple to your grocery store shelf but also the effects on the planet the effects on you know, employee satisfaction, all that kind of stuff that that matter and and matter to people and matter to us as a company. Right on. Well, Mike, thanks for stopping by today. We I clearly learned a ton, and uh, I'm going to be looking forward to see what the the harvest turns into over the spring and summer months. So, thanks for stopping by and getting us all up to speed. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, glad we can keep feeding you guys. Right keep, on. Keep shopping for your your fresh produce. <laughs> we definitely appreciate it. <laughs> hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.